This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Episode 234. This is with Chris Silvio. Part 2. Look, ladies and gents, golden peeps, when things are are grooving, the last thing I'm going to do is uh, interrupt. So I just sort of segment them into, we cut them in half as Grandpa Vince wants so that the interviews don't get too long. But thanks again for joining us on part two. If you didn't get a chance to listen to part one, check it out. Chris is such an interesting guy, so talented. And I'm actually, as I record this voiceover, heading over to uh, to the NWA power taping. So without further ado, let's bring back our guest, Mr. Chris Silvio. Yay! I will design to make the audience cry at the end. Some of my matches I will design to make the audience jump out of their chair with jubilance at the end. Um, you know, there's, there, there's something really cool about storytelling. I look at wrestling like cinema. There's something really cool about storytelling where you can hold an entire audience. When you understand it, you can hold, a, hold an entire audience in the palm of your hand and manipulate the emotional tone of the entire building. And nice. it could be just something as small as a look on your face or body language or um, showing how badly something hurts to the point where now that fourth wall is broken Mm -hmm. and they start feeling for Chris. They go, I know what wrestling is. Yeah. He's grabbing his leg. He's selling his leg. But if you do it right, they start going, Oh no, this isn't part of the show. Chris is really hurt now. I don't like that. And then we'll get a quiet. Quiet is good. That means you have concern. Mm. After the quiet, we get into the match. And as I triumphantly try to come back from this horrendous leg injury, they're with me for that ride, climbing up the mountain, like Mm -hmm. Rudy, when he makes the big play, the big tackle at the end. Mm -hmm. And if I win, everyone jumps from their chairs. And if I lose, I get a standing ovation. Because I got hurt, and I fought, and I fought, and climbed up the mountain. I tried so damn hard. I lost, but I really won. So I could go into this shit for hours. Oh, I love it. And it's really, that's, that's, it just shows your depth of skill and education and wisdom, and it's great. I love it. A lot of people don't but understand yeah. that. It's a lot. I mean, you got to be around it long enough to pick it up. Um, I've also spent a lot of time studying just psychology and human psychology. So Huge. That into wrestling. Um, but yeah, I, um, OVW was big for me. From there, I went to ROH, um, spent a little time with um, TNA and then Impact. When? Uh, when was that? So my first tryout with Impact would have been with TNA was around 2012. Okay, so way after I was there. Mm-hmm. And we had some kind of like developmental relationship with them at OVW as well. It was kind of strange. 
one day on Patreon, when you tell like the shit stories, get me on and we'll tell the t the TNA development. It was the shits. There's um, a lot of bad stories about that. Uh, it, ugh, but yeah, anyway. Um, and then I think my next run there would have been like 16 through 18, 16 through 17. Um, and like I told you, I was splitting my time between overseas and the States. That's amazing. Uh, there's there a while where I was working far more away from America than I was in America. Um, like where? Got, like where? Uh, Sweden, Italy, um, primarily the UK, like England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales, um, Sweden, Finland. Um, what's the neighboring? Norway. Oh, okay. Wow, dude. So yeah, like a bunch of bunch of places out there. And um, when I got back, so I uh, I came back to the states and decided. Okay, I'm going to be an American again. And um, I started uh, doing some stuff with NXT. And things began looking promising for me. <clears throat> and that's when I got my um, my legs chopped out under me. I don't remember if I got the chance to tell you the story. Um, oh. But I had a, um, at the time, um, career-ending and life-altering injury. Um, oh, what? Yeah that took me out of wrestling for four years. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple near death experiences in there. Um, and I was told I will literally never wrestle again by at least five doctors and some really good ones. Um, I had a really bad TBI uh, traumatic brain injury. Oh, and, shit. Uh, it didn't help that I had a, a history of concussions. Um, I got my first one at nine years old. Um, and then being a pro wrestler, like it's kind of part of the job and the science of concussions really didn't evolve until very recently. And it's still ongoing. Like there's still so much we don't know. Um, so a lot of times like you'd get, <sighs> even as like, you know, a, a varsity athlete, like you get concussed and the next day I'm out on the mats wrestling, you know, coach is like, Oh, you run your belt. You're good. But, um, so anyway, I had, um, a really, really severe TBI. And um, I realized that I had also had uh, the doctor was like, there's it's something with your neck, too. I'm like, my neck's fine. Um, I just used to always like a dummy. I would say I have wrestler's neck. Like if you watch wrestlers, you've seen it, I'm sure. Like you talk to a wrestler and you're sitting over there. They like look at you like that. And um, like, my neck feels fine. I just have wrestler's neck. They're like, no, you have uh, like four herniated discs from C4, 5, 6 and 7. And I was like, oh, shit. Um, so I, I went to the USF Concussion Center oh. in Florida. And that is like the preeminent, that's the joint in Florida. Um, I ran into some WWE guys while I was there. Um, they work on Tampa Bay Bucks people. Um, they work on the uh, college athletes, <clears throat> primarily football players and wrestlers. Ugh. People don't realize all that. So much pain goes into all this. Yeah. And um, so I got put on a treatment plan that consisted of five different doctors for different areas. I had my concussion specialist that would like do my testing there. I had um, two physical therapists, uh, one that did something called vestibular therapy. How are you paying for all this? Um, first, 
it was out of pocket completely until I got assistance from the state. Good. Thank and, God. Uh, yeah. And um, my ex, bless her heart for this. This was very kind of her. She did a GoFundMe campaign at one point. Ah. I think raised five grand. That's so, really nice. That's really I was nice. Very thankful of that. Um, so I had like a physical therapist for the neck. I had the concussion doctor, and then I had this vestibular therapist that uh, helps you to get like the eye, ears connection, um, sight, sound, and brain because they all function off the same whatever motherboard. And um, so I do a theories of like really weird exercises, but they were practical. Like um, he'd put me on a treadmill, put it on fast and tell me to do a word search puzzle. And I'm like, bro, why are we doing this? Interesting. Uh, interesting. And um, so I did all that and it, and it sucked like the, all the doctors and therapy, you know, I had my neurologist and then the mental health part of that. Like um, anybody that's ever su suffered, um, you know, traumatic brain injuries, especially um, severe ones or something like a stroke. Um, it impacts the brain so much that they're always going to be um, emotional and mental health challenges as a result of that. So I got to learn about all of that. And, um, you know, I had my mental health team as well. And uh, what really got me through the whole thing, and it kind of goes back to like, you asked me why I wrote the book. Yeah. And this happened well after I wrote the book, but all these people told me I'm not going to wrestle. And I said, I've been a wrestler my whole life. You're not going to tell me I'm not going to be a wrestler. I knew as soon as they told me, like I was depressed about it and stuff and like, you know, boohooed, but I always knew, and I'm not saying I like to sound cool in the back of my mind. I was like, I'm going to wrestle again. I know. I don't know when it'll be like, it took me four years. Um, but it was going to happen. I always saw that little light and yep. sometimes it was faint as like a, you know, a cigarette ash, you know, in the middle of the night, but I always knew it would happen. And, um, just this year, April of, uh, 23, I made my return, um, had a 30 minute banger of a match. Uh, TV news was there to cover it and everything. So it was extra dramatic, you know, um, documentary crew there. The boys did not like me that night. I did not have a good rapport that night. Why? Hating, I guess, is the best best way you could say it. But this wasn't an NWA event. Had it been NWA, I think they would have been a bit more supportive. Um, but yeah, my first match back in over four years was 30 minutes long. And what? That's crazy. I had no idea. Like, I, I trained my ass off for it. Yeah, 30 minutes uh, is a long time, though. Yeah, but I had no idea if I was going to be able to do it or not. But when I got in there, it felt good. And uh, I didn't miss a beat. And since then, I've had an hour-long match. And uh, that brings me now to the NWA. So I've made it known to management. Um, and this is, a, this is a, a shoot. I've made it known to management for the last several months that, um, you know, my uh, greatest skill in the wrestling industry is as a professional wrestler and as a coach. Um, like, you're a really good manager. I am. Thank you. I've been a manager for two years. You know how long I've wrestled? Imagine how good I am at that. 
That's Isn't that funny. Yeah. It's, it, it's so ironic that you say, and they're saying to you, you know, you're a really good manager when a shoot on my end is, you know, everybody knows like I want to get back into professional wrestling, but not as a wrestler, you know, as a manager. Isn't it? It's just so interesting how in that. Well, you're really, way smarter than I. What's that? You're way smarter than I. Smart. No, it's just my <laughs> point is, my dear, my point is, is there is such a vast universe and all of the pockets of want and need and lust and desire. It's everybody, there should be no competition at all because everybody wants something different. And even if somebody is going for what appears to be the same spot, it never is. You know what I mean? Rarely, unless it's Miss America or something like that. Like, Correct. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Like, it's so interesting. Speaking of lust and desire, um, Everybody is about to witness. You saw it and contacted me right away. The launch of Smoke Show Productions. There you go. That's what I wanted to want to talk about. So yeah, thank you for bringing yes. that up. What is it? Smoke, do- smoke oh, Show Productions. Hi there, buddy. Look at your big head. Look at that big head. He's really sweet. He's a pain in the butt. Very big guy. God, look at his big head. <laughs> he loves he loves women too, especially good looking ones. God love oh, him. Girl. Look at that pup. Thank you. Oh, what yes. kind of dog is that? Real quick, before this so the people are, What is it? Pitbull. It is a pit bull. Oh, pit here he is again. Oh, hi. He, I told you, he loves women. Uh, this is not my dog. I'm dog sitting. I have a chihuahua. So big difference walking a chihuahua versus this. God pup. love him. Oh. But um, Precious guy. Uh, with my beautiful, stunning, 10 out of 10 hot co-star, Miss Bella Blaze. Yes. And you may have seen Bella Blaze on um, LFC fights. The yep. And she's one of their most popular performers. And um, she and I connected over the last year and have been doing some business together. And we've done some modeling shoots and things like that. And um, I just had this grand vision. And I said, we're going to put together the hottest act in the history of pro wrestling. And it's all going to be very authentic. And as soon as people see it, they're going to know exactly what it is. And they're going to want to see more of it. And I think you understand what I'm saying. And uh, those those that don't will, will get it more in time. But um, we've gotten a lot of, uh, of response. And um, Chris Silvio Esquire and uh, stunning Bell Blaze, uh, we're going to be pretty busy, um, you know, around the States the next few months. And um, there's a, a good chance, perhaps, that maybe in Nashville there might be some stuff going down. Wow, you know, I I don't know. I can't uh, I can't say for certain, but I know you live in Nashville. I do. Well, surrounding area, yes, sir. You like smoke shows? Do I like what? Smoke shows. Smoke shows? Yeah. I don't even know what a smoke show is. Okay, so like, um, let's say I walk into a club. Okay. And I see the most gorgeous woman I've ever seen, and the lights are hitting her just right. Yep. And her outfit is form fitting and spot on. And I turn over to my buddy and I'm like, she is a total fucking smoke show. Okay. That's, 
what we are, Smoke Show Productions. Okay, all right, all right. The hottest act in pro wrestling. And hot, not just as in like popular, but hot as in sexy. Um, there are no longer male sex symbols in pro wrestling. There are very few female sex symbols in pro wrestling. Um, so there's kind of a void that needs filling. And I think Smoke Show Productions fill those gaps pretty well. I like it. Are you going to be recruiting more people or is it just you two? Honey, we are more than enough. Well, I can't wait. Us, yeah, we are more than enough. And what's I... cool about it is like you get to see us perform on screen. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, maybe if you pay a premium price, you get to see our adventures and exploits post-show and around the world. So it's just, it's hot. Like the AC's pumped in here, but I'm getting getting a little uh, a little warm talking about it. But I'm going to be respectful because you're such a sweet lady, Goldie. I right? can't wait to see all of the stuff that you're doing. That is so cool. Yeah, I got her on that one. She was getting pumped too. What now? I got her on that one. You were getting pumped too. I, I am. I am. I'm getting pumped at the smoke show. Now that I know that. Now that I know what it is. Are you getting flustered? No, I'm pretty good on that. Okay, so you're <laughs> kind of fluster proof. Not fluster proof, but telling a story. I want to ma maintain my composure telling your story. You're a professional. The people that are that are watching and that are listening, I think they're going to want to know a lot more. So that's really cool. Way to leave them hanging. When are we going to find out more about all this? You kind of made an announcement a little while ago, but. So um, that's kind of how I like to roll. Um, I like to put out a few Easter eggs. And then, um, you know, once we get to that climatic scene, boom, we'll give everybody the whole package. And all right. Everybody's happy. And um, in the meantime, I'm going to be training uh, – some of the best pure professional wrestlers in the world in Tampa, Florida, at Death Proof Dojo. Yeah, uh, talk a little bit about that real quick, if you don't mind. Like, yeah, uh, we touched that, that night that I met you after the power taping. Yes, even though it's not yeah. even taped anymore. And why we? Oh, is it taped? Do they put it onto a tape? I guess they do tape it, don't they? Yeah, I don't is think it on, I don't think it goes on VHS, but it is not VHS. No, I'm just saying, is it physically taped on a tape, or is it just a hard drive these days? I don't know. I'll have to ask that question. But we know what we mean by taping. You know I met what? you that night, Goldie. I'll find out for you next. I'm time. really interested to know that if it's still old school where they have I all the tapes. So. Yeah. I remember at OVW, Danny Davis would do it all on VHS, even in like 2020. Oh God! Well, I was not VHS, but it's like there's different formats for different. No, I got you. Um, yeah. I believe it's digital, but I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, Death Proof Dojo, I did tell you a little bit about it uh, last time we caught up in Nashville. Um, the name, other than the fact that like I wanted a badass name for my school because... Death Proof? I, yeah. So as I told you, I, wanted, I want to raise tough wrestlers because nope. this is a tough business. Nobody's dying on your watch, yes. Right. So they got to be tough. Um, they got to be good and they got to be good humans. Uh, but the name actually has significance. Um, as I told you, some of my trials and tribulations with my injuries and near-death experiences, you know, kind of looking at that light, um, you know, having both my life and my life's work in jeopardy at the same time, um, I started thinking about that word. And, like, as I started training and getting bigger and stronger again, 
even before I was anywhere near ready to get in the ring, but just I started getting my body back. I started using the pray, that phrase. I'm like, shit, I'm death proof. Like, there's nothing that there's nothing that is going to stop me. Um, if I want to do this, I'm going to do that. So I kind of used it as my motivation, named the school after that, and um, explain everything about it to everybody that comes in so they get the vibe. They know what it means to be part of Team Death Proof. Um, it's a very combat sports-oriented um, dojo. That's my background, um, you know, legitimate wrestling, catch submission wrestling, jiu-jitsu, striking. Yes, I, I can do great. I can do great pro-style professional wrestling like you see on Monday nights and whatever other nights. Um, but I, I love mixing in the realism of um, combat sports. So I teach a lot of that there. It's my goal. Everybody that leaves, once they leave my establishment, I want them to be the people on the card that the fans watching go, holy shit, everything that person did hurt. That guy or girl, everything they did hurt. That was real. I know this wrestling stuff is all whatever, but that person is badass. Um, so I, I put a lot of time in that, um, you know, making sure that, and everybody's got to learn. Everybody's got to learn how to legit wrestle, legit grapple, legit throw hands, throw kicks, submit. Um, and then I teach them how to work all these things. So like, think about it this way, right? If you don't know how to throw a punch, if you've never punched somebody before, how are you supposed to simulate it in a wrestling match and make it look good? It's impossible, which is why some of the bad wrestling we see that we you know, grab our heads and scoff at, it's for reasons like that. Um, so I show everybody the legitimate way to do something. And then this is how you can do it in a working context where you're not going to hurt somebody. Um, and my big thing as a coach is I will get receipts. So let's say I'm showing a cool new submission, right? And I'll pull one of my boys in and I'm like, uh, all right, here, get in this position. And I'll clamp them in some kind of shitty, terrible hold. And we all have the tap rule. As soon as it hurts, tap. You know, and tap, and I'll say, all right, you know the rules, receipt. And then I'll lay on my back, let them put it on me. Once they have it on right, there's a tap. So there's nothing I'll ever ask them to do that I won't do. Um, and that goes kind of to the rapport building we were talking about at NWA. Mm -hmm. I think that's a big thing of the respect that I have with the people that I coach is I'm in there with them. And they know that if they're doing something, I'm going to be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I teach them all that, you know, just as their fundamental background, then all the pro wrestling stuff, storytelling, how to have good matches, all the modern moves, the fucking hurricane Rana's and 25 backbreaker variations and all that stuff. But the, the main focus is, is toughness and realism and just being different and marketable personalities. How many students do you have at a time? So my sweets, I'd love to have like 50. Ooh, uh, good but, God. Right. But to be honest, um, I really can't handle more than like 10 per class because I can't give everybody enough attention. Yeah, I get it. Uh, it's, it's just too much. Um, so I, I keep my membership between 20 to 25. Okay. And people will come on different days. So okay. a lot of my athletes do personal sessions with me during the day. 
and then I'll have group classes at night where maybe a group of six or ten will be on Monday night, a group of six or ten will be on Tuesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Um, is it pretty know. steady? Is it pretty ongoing? Do you have? Is it hard sometimes getting leads in there? Like, how does that work for you? I'm always wondering how people make their money and support themselves in this business. It is hard, but I make it harder than it has to be. Mm -hmm. So um, I am not one of those guys, and this is probably why you like me on a human level. Every wrestling school I've ever seen will take somebody's money yeah. and come on kid training. I cannot do that. If I get somebody that's like, I want to learn how to wrestle, and I meet them, and I know that this is not for going to work for them, like I, I even do an assessment. Like I'll put them through a little workout or whatever. If I know it's not going to work for, for them, I'm not taking their money. Um, I'll say, hey, you know what? This might not be the place for you now. There's some other schools. Go try training over there. Come back and see me in a year. Show me what you learned. Okay. That makes for, sense. For a while, I didn't take beginners at all because um, my program, um, I can't believe I'm just mentioning this now, uh, Coach Vic. Um, my assistant coach helps me out tremendously. Um, great run in WWE is Vic from the Ascension. Um, he's a phenomenal wrestler out of Calgary, trained in the Heart Dungeon. What's um, his name? He wrestled as Victor in a tag team called the Ascension in WWE. And um, he's now my assistant coach at the dojo. Um, but we're a developmental program. So my job is to get these people good ready and have them look like TV ready and get them to the next level. And we've had a really good um, success rate on that. Legit, um, I've had about an 80% conversion rate of taking athletes with potential and moving them up to television. Because I have been so selective about who I let in, uh, I want people that want the business and that are willing to work for it and that I think can do it. Um, so I haven't taken a lot of beginners. I'm going to start taking more, but it is something I do begrudgingly. No offense to beginners. Everybody starts somewhere. But if you are a beginner and you want to come to, uh, to Death Proof Dojo, I will meet with you. I'll put you through a workout. But you better be in the gym before you come see me. You better be ready for a hard workout. And you cannot be lazy. And you can't be a dick. Um, do those things. And who knows? He might be in. I just let in three because I'm currently training a totally blind wrestler, and he's one of my hardest workers. What? He's freaking awesome. Yep. How are, how is he going to wrestle being blind? How does that work? Well, he was a combat sports athlete being blind. He was a Fair enough. amateur wrestler, jiu-jitsu player. Fair enough. He's going to be badass. You're, you're going to hear his name. Oh, oh I try. I believe it. I believe it. Wow. I'm, I don't even know how that works. I've seen it in some movies, but but that's work. So I'll actual... send you some training videos. Off what age range is he? You don't have to tell me his age, but what age range? Um, early thirties ish. I'd love to get him on this podcast. Shit, he's a good talker too. He has a theater background as well. And wow, somehow, I don't know how he did it. He got some kind of degree in like movie production. I'm like, John, how did you, don't you have to see to do that? And what's funny about him is like, he makes like a lot of jokes about it. Like, uh, you know, 
if he shows up five minutes late, you know, he's like, sorry, I couldn't see in all the rain, you know, something like that. Like, you know, <laughs> he's, he's a funny cat and hardest worker in the room. Like we worked out for three hours today, whooped each other's ass. And, um, he fucked up like 20 times and we stuck on it till he got it. That's what I love about coaching is that people that fuck something up and they're like, nope, we're going to stay here till we get it right. And I'll tell them sometimes, we'll be here all night if you need to. You know? But he's the kind of guy that does it until he does it right. And then we move on to the next thing. Like, no fear. So th- those are the people I want in my camp. you got a lot of really exciting things going on. And I appreciate you giving me some extra time. I'm actually going to bump down, truncate. I'll split this in half. And then you're going to actually pick up the, the person that I canceled today. So then I'll be able to keep the second one at... Uh, at where we were at at 2:34, I don't have my glasses. I don't look like an idiot, but yeah, 2:34. So I'm so this will actually be 2:33 and 2:34. So the first part was just us shooting the shit about lots of things, and then the second half went into wrestling. So that's great. The first part was your book, and I can talk about all that. And the second part is is wrestling and what's going on with the smoke show and all the great things that you're doing. So I really. Appreciate all this. What else can be uh, wrapping it up? Respectful of everybody's time. What else can we plug and promote at the end here that everybody can do? They can follow you at the bottom. We've got just your Instagram and Twitter. Nicely, yeah. nicely are the same. We've got the dojo. If you know people in what part of Florida are you training? Tampa, Florida. Oh, okay, in the Tampa, Florida, Florida area. So, if you want wrestling training with an edge, with something more, then uh, be death proof. And what else can we promote for you? Um, at the Chris Sylvia on all the social medias, NWA 75 is coming up um, 26th and 27th in St. Louis, Missouri. It's our biggest event of the year. It's our WrestleMania, our StarCast. Um, other than that, I would just like to promote my friend, the lovely, talented Goldilocks. Oh, geez. Don't even do that. But Thank NWA, you for having me. This was fun. NWA is so lucky to have you. Like, really, you're such a team player. I looked at your socials today. You're always promoting. You're always plugging everybody and putting them over. Like, that's such a big deal. Some people don't do shit. You know, they're just, it's just a joke. Like, you're, you're a great team player, and they're very, very blessed and lucky to have you. And I'm just excited to see what the future holds for you. You've already had such a... Such an ama- amazing run and career, but you got a lot of you got a lot of time left. So I'll be a fly on the wall, and I appreciate you coming on the show and introducing yourself to this particular audience. Not that they don't know you anyway, being repeat offenders. But but thanks for giving everybody on Channel Attitude Russo's brand. This has been Goldie's Closet. I guess it's two thirty three that you're listening to, but this is two thirty four. And uh, hopefully, we'll have also some non asshole, non jabronis on the show next yeah. week. No more dicks. Yeah, check out his book, 50 Ways to... Live the Life of Your Dreams on Amazon.com. <laughs> check it out. I'm going to order it right now. I'm going to put it on also my affiliate and influencer page of books that I love just to push and plug friends. As always, we remind you all to uh, stay safe out there, but be free and always stay golden. And then we clap like the Muppet Show. Thank you so much, Chris. What's up, everyone? It's Goldie Impact Wrestling, TLC's Cheap Skates. Ted Nugent's running wild from him somewhere in the woods. And maybe you've seen our band, Goldilocks Band. We're out there. We're on tour. 
But now we're connecting on Cameo. So I want to tell you that I am here to be your humble servant. And that's whatever you need said for you, for a friend, a shout out, a golden shout out. You name it here and on it. Now, just reminding you, keep it classy, keep it cool, and keep it above the belt. But I want to offer you something a little bit uh, a little bit different. Just remember, if I'm not on the road and I've got access to these next beauties, we can always have... I want to make this the most amazing experience for you ever because you deserve it. Your friends deserve it. Your loved ones deserve it. And just remember, I can sing you a few lines of a song. It can be from from anywhere. Like, uh, it can be from somewhere over the rainbow. Or it could be near, far, wherever you it could even be on a highway to hell. It can even be from there. Oh, and keep in mind, not all requests are the same. Maybe your motivation comes with a harder edge. Maybe you need a more jagged little pill. There's nothing that I love more than playing the heel. So if you need your message delivered with more, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? intention, please specify. Can't wait to connect with you on Cameo. Thanks so much for being here. Stay golden.